the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. WTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5. K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Ron DeRoxtra. Safety protocols the White House being stepped up after two staffers tested positive for COVID-19. Vice President Pence's press secretary has the coronavirus, making her the second person who works at the White House complex known to test positive for the virus this week. President Trump says Katie Miller tested negative on Thursday, but positive on Friday. The tests are perfect, but something can happen between a test where it's good and then something happens. Katie Miller is married to Stephen Miller, who is a top Trump advisor. The chief of staff says the White House is safe, but they're stepping up mitigation efforts. Greg Clugston, Washington. President Trump denies any government involvement in a failed raid to capture Venezuelan leader Nicolas Maduro and overthrow his government. Speaking with Fox and Friends, Mr. Trump said if the American military wanted to go into Venezuela, it wouldn't be a secret. This is SRN News. This is Nick Anderson, General Manager of Salem Media Group Twin Cities. During times of crisis, this radio station will continue to be a reliable source of news and information. We take this very seriously and ask that you continue to stand behind not only our station by listening every day, but by continuing to do business with our local marketing partners. It's because of their support that we can be a beacon of strength when our culture needs it the most. Visit this station's website to learn more or call us at 651-405-8800. Hour two of your Northern Alliance Radio Network headliner Mitch Berg coming up next right here at AM Twelve Eighty The Patriot Intelligent Radio. You can listen to Mitch and all your favorite Patriot programs wherever you are, even at home during this state of self quarantine. We're on iHeart, Tune In, our website, our free mobile app, your smart speaker, and radio.com. Now here's your Twin Cities forecast brought to you by Great Plains Windows and Doors. Rain likely to last throughout the day. A high of sixty-one tonight. A chance of rain and snow, and a low of thirty-four. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Berg. Sorry, I left my mute button on there. Sorry about that, Terminator. And boy, that was such a great intro, too. Maybe the best one I've ever done in my career. Let's start over again here. Uh, Cue the Iron City House Rockers. Uh, Hi, good afternoon. Mitch Berg here. Boy, that uh, I I knew I was going to do that, too. Just remembered everything but the mute button. Ah, deep breath. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot, The Wind Beneath the Right Wing, etc., etc. Uh, it's my pleasure to welcome to the broadcast uh, to talk about the uh, diminishing economic picture here in Minnesota, thanks to the virus and perhaps more approximately to the shutdown uh, by decree that we're going through and the impact it's going to have on the state's, yeah, the budget. 
Uh, from Americans for Prosperity and Americans for Prosperity Radio, Jason Flores joins us. Uh, Jason, welcome to the broadcast. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. Absolutely. So, uh, you uh, have been uh, you, you have been watching the deepening economic crisis in the state of Minnesota with uh, unemployment uh, spiking up into the 14 percent range here. We've seen the state uh, go from a surplus of one point five billion over collected tax dollars over the course of six, eight weeks, uh, spinning around to a two point five billion dollar deficit and no bottom in sight. Americans for Prosperity is an aspirational goal these days, as well as uh, an organization name. Jason, your your two cents on the economic uh, wins here in Minnesota. Well, there's no question that we're seeing some pretty drastic economic fallout, as you mentioned, from both the, the virus and the, the need to put public health first, but then the, this open-ended, one-size-fits-all shutdown coming from the state leadership that is maybe being adjusted a little bit, but not nearly fast enough when you begin to look at the scale of the economic pain that families and workers and small businesses, especially across the state of Minnesota, are experiencing. So that $2.4 billion deficit, I think that's probably best-case scenario at this point, and that's if we start doing the right thing and, and start safely allowing Minnesotans to make up their own mind about going back to work, opening their businesses, and continuing to do the right thing for their friends and neighbors. Yeah. Now, I'm not necessarily equipped to to comment about the the nuances of either epidemiology, of virology, or public health, but I do know that poor people do a lot, have, don't have a lot of time and effort or money to spare for solving problems. And I think it's an interesting juxtaposition, all of the things being equal. Looking at the state of Minnesota, where we have uh, a, a serious problem with coronavirus and a serious economic problem, and we are bordered by five states, of which four are governed by pro-business governors. We don't need to name the party, because I don't think it's necessarily germane. But party, but, but uh, governors who, with backgrounds in the world of business who have opted to be fairly aggressively open, be fairly aggressively pro-economy, and, by the way, reign over states with much better situations across the board, epidemiologically. Uh, your, your observations about the, the political background of, the, in the, of our five-state area. Well, every state's going to have to make these kind of uh, decisions for themselves. And the problem that I really see here in Minnesota, and I think we've got some, we're going to have some challenges with the biggest population of those states that you, that you mentioned, the densest populations in a, in a metro area of those states that you mentioned. So there's some unique challenges here in Minnesota. But what you see resulting from this is the problems with a one-size-fits-all, top-down approach to a, a pandemic where we're starting down northern Minnesota resorts and campgrounds that are far removed from any epicenter of the crisis. We're picking and choosing winners and losers between even uh, different kinds of stores where a Walmart, a flea farm, a large grocery store chain can be open, but their counterpart on Main Street can't be. So it's those kind of decisions that I think are really starting to, to frustrate people as we know, as, as we've stepped up to the plate as Minnesotans to care for the public health of, of our state, our friends and neighbors, to do our part to flatten that curve, make sure our health care system isn't overwhelmed. Well, it absolutely isn't. We're laying off health care workers in the middle of a health care crisis. So we've got to start to recalibrate uh, the state's response here. We've got to go from a a go to the governor for permission to get, you know, specially open this weekend to a default kind of, if you can open safely, if you can operate in a way that protects public health, 
learning some of the amazing lessons of, of innovation and, and new ways of doing this that we've seen across the country. If you can do that, then you can be open. Absolutely. And and by the way, we are seeing the, the, one of my favorite political writers, uh, the great Kevin Williamson at the National Review, had one of my favorite quotes that is proximate in so many areas, but never more so than in watching the government of the state of Minnesota react to this crisis. And, and Williamson points out politics, and that's what government is, the result of politics. It's the output, the institution that you get from politics is the least effective way of allocating scarce resources that you could possibly design. And we're seeing this. I mean, we're seeing that, that, that the governments of Minnesota and Wisconsin, run by people with backgrounds entirely in the public sector, are trying to rule their state's economies as a one-size-fits-all government by decree. And we're seeing yep. the, the, how, how very misplaced that, that notion is, Jason Flores. You're getting in the response to this pandemic, you're getting kind of a crash course in what a bent toward socialism and a bent toward more government control would look like. Take these challenges that we have where different businesses are are treated differently, where those folks who have the attorneys, the lobbyists, the political connections, the social media, whichever it is that is making these decisions, that if you have those, you can be open. and, And if not, you're left out in the cold. That that's what we're seeing. That's that's where that government control would go to under under that direction that that so many people are kind of enticed by and yet we're proving throughout this pandemic that that kind of approach simply can't work absolutely so uh, americans for prosperity of course uh, solidly uh, a solid free market conservative organization uh, organizing people across the country 35 states to advance policies that'll help people improve their lives and believe me for one out of i believe well i'm mean, assuming the unemployment numbers are accurate uh, close to one out of six minnesotans are direly in need of, of some improvement in their lives mainly their economic lives uh, what is afp advocating in, in this crisis yeah, there's a number of steps that we've got to take. First and foremost, number one, we've got to start getting more Minnesotans back to work. We can do it safely. We've proven we can do it safely. We've got lessons across the country on how to do it safely. So let's begin to do that. As we get more people back to work, that it helps not only them take care of their own lives, and they're the best people to be in charge of, of their own welfare, but it also uh, mitigates that economic pain that you're going to see coming from the state. Now, the state's got a role in this, federal government on down through state government. They absolutely have a role, and they're going to have a role in helping Minnesotans get back on their feet and making sure that they can make that transition in what's hopefully a very V-shaped kind of a recession with a very quick uh, turnaround. Remember, the fundamentals of our economy going into this were amazingly strong, and this is all a by choice, a, a voluntary type of recession. I hope that means we come out of it quicker, but there's things that the state can do to help with that. Number one, getting things going again. Um, and then number two, being smart about where they're putting their resources. We've had decades of economic, a decade, I'm sorry, of economic expansion here in Minnesota where we've increased state spending, increased state spending. We're spending 1.6 times as much money as we did on day one of the Dayton administration. So, yes, we're going to have a budget hole to fill, but you can't tell me that over the course of those 10 years, there's not a lot of things that we've done that are that are nice to do that, that maybe help a little bit as opposed to the core functions of government that we know are going to be needed the most. So we've got some tough choices ahead for our lawmakers in deciding between those, those nice things that you can do if you have that kind of 
windfall or that, that overcharge of taxpayers that we've talked about, but we're going to have to focus on in the near future, getting back to those core things, really making sure that government, like so many families and businesses, isn't trying to operate in a business-as-usual mentality, but refocuses, gets back to the uh, basics, and then figures out, all right, where are we going to spend tax dollars that give the most benefit to the people who are truly in need? Absolutely. And and by the way, and I think this is a lesson that is lost, if not on the governor himself, with his complete lack of background in the private sector, but I think it's lost on some of the close it down until there's a, a vaccine, however long it takes crowd. And you know as well as I do, Jason, they are out there. There's a lot of them out there who think it's it, it's perfectly fine to, to shut everything down until, until a, a solution presents itself. That, what that's going to mean absolutely. eventually is a a solid third of Minnesotans will be out of work. I mean, that's a, that's a mid-case estimate here if we keep going like this. And I don't know where these people think that the money to solve problems, because solving problems like this does take an amazing amount of money. And a working society can produce that amount of money. But a society that does not prosper cannot solve problems, barring a, a plague of unicorns dropping down from the heavens with chests of gold coins on their backs, which I don't know about you, Jason. I'm not seeing that happening. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't gotten out of St. Paul much recently, though, so I don't know. I mean, there there absolutely is a realism involved here in in looking at how we're going to approach this problem. And Margaret Thatcher had it right years ago when she said the problem with this kind of a socialistic approach is that eventually you are going to run out of other people's money. And when you have Great Depression levels of unemployment, Great Depression levels of a a lack of economic uh, opportunity, of, of economic production, you could raise taxes as much as you want on whoever you want, and all you're going to do is continue to deflate that economic engine that drives the government's ability to be able to help people in the first place. So we've got to – I mean, there's already been calls at the Minnesota legislature for this. Temporarily, of course, put in a fifth-tier income tax rate, and that'll, that'll pay for all of the problems. Never mind that everybody from top to bottom, from big corporations to mom-and-pop shops, they are all suffering right now. You're really going to raise taxes and, and kick people in Minnesota when they're down? Uh, there is a, you know as well as I do, Jason, it's a rhetorical question. Of course, there are people out there for whom keeping government fat and happy uh, is is the primary goal, and, and everyone else serves that goal. You know that as well as I And That's the river against which we swim, at least here in the metro area. Jason Flores, we got it. Can we keep you for a second segment, by the way? Because I want to talk about way forward on this, if we possibly could. Absolutely. I'll stick around. Excellent. So, uh, by the way, we're a few seconds away from the break. How can people find out more about Americans for Prosperity? If you want to find out more, you want to make your voice heard on, on these issues and so many of the other public policy challenges that are facing our state and our country, visit americansforprosperity.org on the web. ton more information there. Visit our Action Center especially. Add your name to some of these causes and get in touch with your uh, public officials, state and federal. Uh, check us out on social media as well. AFP Minnesota on Facebook and at Prosperity MN on Twitter. I have posted the link to the website at Americans for Prosperity at shotinthedark.info for all the regular readers out there. Jason Flores, back for one more segment. Let's talk about way forward from this and what the good guys can do uh, about this situation, trying to get Minnesota reopened, your first of your goals. Also, take your phone calls. It's 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? Be right back. Hey, 
Attention homeowners. Do you have a house that's in need of serious repairs? Do you have tenants that never seem to make their monthly payments? How about code violations, past due taxes, or maintenance costs you just can't afford? Then call my friends right now with Quick Cash Offer. They specialize in buying any home, no matter how ugly the situation. Turn that problem property into cash right now. It's just that simple. One call and you can get rid of that home headache forever. They buy the ugliest houses with instant closings, instant cash, and huge savings. Plus, there are no realtor fees, no listing fees, and no repair costs. Just cash in your hands for that painful property. They're buying a few more houses in your neighborhood this month. So take advantage of this cash offer and call Quick Cash Offer now. 800-775-4514. 800-775-4514. That's 800-775-4514. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service also allows me to be there for my community in ways others can't. I help my hometown recover after nature strikes. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country and those I care about safe from threats. I also work with a network of professionals that help me succeed. Also, the Army National Guard's education benefits make getting a higher education a reality. Being an Army National Guard soldier makes living and serving in my community more rewarding every day. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. In a lawsuit, a little extra liability protection can go a long way. Call Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. A personal liability umbrella policy from American Family Insurance offers a million dollars or more of coverage over and above the limits of your auto and home policies. And it's affordable. For details, contact Pamela McCarthy, agent at the Pam McCarthy Agency, Inc. Call 651-460-3333. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. AM 1280 The Patriot's Business Benefactor Program is back next week. For one week only, you'll have the opportunity to make a donation to a local charity and get 40 radio ads for your business as our thank you. Keep listening for details on our Business Benefactor Program. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call, join us, won't you please? Don't forget, with the significant movement of the U.S. workforce working from home or in a state of self-quarantine in order to flatten the curve, we want to remind you it's as easy as ever to tune in and stay informed as we work together to protect the most vulnerable among us. AM 12A The Patriot is found on iHeart, on TuneIn, on our website, on our free mobile app, am12athepatriot.com. Get it from your app store, your smart speaker, and radio.com. Not to mention good old-fashioned terrestrial radio. 
That's where you can hear this broadcast, as well as Brad Carlson every Saturday, uh, Sunday from 1 to 3. King Banyan every Saturday uh, morning from 9 to 11 here on AM, uh, on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. And of course, my guest, Jason Flores from Americans for Prosperity, who, who's who got a bit of a show of his own, by the way, coming up at 4 o'clock here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Been doing this for how long, Jason? You've been on the air forever here now. Uh, I don't know about forever, but I think it's uh, I think it's over three years now that we've been doing Americans for Prosperity Radio uh, here on 1280, and now over on the uh, sister station, Freedom 1570 as well. In the radio industry I grew up in, three years was forever, although that's not really the case at Salem, where you can actually have a career that goes on 16 years in my case, so go figure. Um, so it's, it's a blessing. Let me, you got you got some plans coming up here uh, on the broadcast and, uh, with, uh, and, and with AFP in general. What do you got coming up, Jason? Yeah, so today's show, actually, we've got a great show today. I'm talking about some of these same things I'm chatting about with you, but we're going to check in with former Senate Majority Leader Amy Koch, you remember the last time Minnesota faces kind of a uh, budget shutdown was when she had taken the majority in 2010. They were facing what then was an even bigger sh- uh, bigger problem than we have now. We're going to talk to her about some lessons learned from that. Then in the second half of our program at 4.30, we're actually talking with Grover Norquist, Americans for Tax Reform, somebody who's been fighting this fight in Washington for decades now. We're going to get his thoughts on what Washington needs to do and more especially to the point, I think, what Washington shouldn't do, and that is uh, do this federal bailout of irresponsible states like Illinois, New York, California, that are asking taxpayers from Minnesota to put the bill for billions of dollars of bad decisions that they've made for decades. Absolutely. That's so let's return today at four. Absolutely. Join that. Uh, join Americans for Prosperity Radio every Saturday at four o'clock. It's uh, we're getting back almost to the old days of five, six hours of straight conservative talk in a row uh, here on AM 12A, The Patriot. Just got to link up the uh, from three to four here and we'll have it all covered. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, tune in every week to Jason and the Hulker. So let's bring it back to Minnesota here. Of course, I posted the link to Americans for Prosperity at shot in the dark dot info in case you need it. But um, let's talk about okay, so the, 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 the goals, of course, for AFP and many of us is to get the economy reopened, to take prudent safety measures to protect those among us who need the protection, which is the part the keep it shut down and if it saves one life crowd, keep skipping right past, and to use the resources we have more smartly. Now, those are three excellent goals. The big question, Jason Flores, is in a state with a Democrat governor uh, fronting a party that has contempt for small businessmen. I think that's a safe thing to say for, to, to a great extent, at least in the metro majority here, uh, and a highly divided legislature. How do you see this state being able to enact those goals in the middle of a crisis? Well, number one, you got to remember this is a new governor, a new House majority, that when we were already overcharging taxpayers by $1.5 billion, they had plans passed out of the House that the governor was sure to sign that we're going to raise taxes by nearly $10 billion. And what can you imagine that their goal, what their approach to solving this budget deficit is going to be if, if they get their way and if they can find a way to uh, get around or, or replace the majority in the Senate that's standing in the way of that kind of decision-making. So those are, that's the big-picture framework we've got to look at. But I want to go back for a minute, and I want to revisit. We've, we've been in these budget deficits before. And like I said, that 2010 budget deficit was actually worse in absolute terms and relatively speaking than the one that we're facing now, at least 
current projections. It's still a very so far. Um, a volatile number, right? And yet yep. they were able to solve that budget deficit then without raising taxes. And, and I'm convinced that we can absolutely do the same thing again. Um, and the first step in that is making sure that we are very smart and very careful with these federal dollars that we're getting. That, that was one of the problems in 2010, if you remember, that the previous legislature had taken all this free money from the feds that we're you know, seeing now and that states like Illinois, California are asking for. They had taken those TARP funds, remember those? And they had oh, yeah. spent those here in Minnesota on ongoing spending, thinking that, oh, this money is just going to continue for forever. This is a new revenue stream. We don't have to change the way we're doing business. We don't have to make any adjustments here in Minnesota. We'll just take this free money. Well, that money went away, and in 2010, that made that budget deficit billions of dollars bigger uh, because we had banked on it instead of making the smart choices right away. That's the spot that we're at here in Minnesota where we've got to, right now, with half of the budget cycle left, we've got to take a hard look at where and how we're spending money and make sure that we're not making ongoing commitments with money that's one time or that's on very uh, shaky foundation moving forward. And you have to figure, and I, I don't put a lot of credence in the notion that the DFL can be trained to exhibit any sort of long-term uh, frugality or, or wisdom when it comes to the budget, but you did see Governor Waltz at least exhibit just a brief flash of it uh, as, the, as, the, uh, as, the vi- as the epidemic started to gather for us. He said, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to spend that $1.5 billion surplus because I don't think it exists anymore. But going beyond that is going to take more than hard slaps of reality. It's going to take some electoral uh, changes. It's going to take, it's going to take a big uh, electoral slap in the face for the DFL and, and, and the, the budget doves out there. What do well, I don't you think see? We can, Mitch, I don't think we can wait that long. Um, I can't, oh, really? This, this isn't a wait until November type of a problem. We've got to be getting in touch with those lawmakers right now. I mean, if you look at Governor Walz has done some things in, in, in right, like you said, didn't spend that surplus um, right. and, and pulled back on some of those plans. Uh, they've, they've slowed down. I think they've got some partial, you know, type hiring freezes in some sections. So there's, there's an acknowledgement of how big this is going to be. And, and yet at the same time, he and the House majority are still pushing this idea of a 2.5 billion dollar bonding bill where yes. that means that much of an increase in interest interest in debt payments and i don't know about you but i don't think that minnesota taxpayers want to see money being spent and interest payments being spent to fund a new minneapolis amphitheater when there are 20 yes. percent of their friends and colleagues out of work it, it's simply amphithe- not the right way to approach it an amphitheater where we can't go because of the new normal uh, that strikes right. me as some pretty flagrant abuse of the public trust absolutely and by no the way question. kudos to oh go ahead oh, i said there's no question that a that a bonding bill does provide jobs that there are statewide significant projects big transportation projects and the like that it does make some sense to finance through bonds except this idea of a massive bonding bill as the, the panacea, the silver bullet for all of the woes facing the state of getting people back to work. Well, I've also got a question. I, I thought that construction and trade jobs and lots of those things, they were declared essential from the very beginning of this, uh, this shutdown. So they haven't experienced nearly the pain that, say, retail, restaurants, other industries have. And yet that's where we're going to spend $2.5 billion of bonds, money that we don't have right now. 
to help people who haven't been as impacted. It's just it's wrong in terms of priority as well. Absolutely. And, and I, fr- I think, frankly, the, the fact that the minority leader doubt is uh, attaching some modifications to the to the uh, emergency order and the, and the governor's emergency powers to the passing of any bonding bill at all is, well, it's a start, but we have a lot more to do on that department. Jason Flores, we've got about two minutes remaining. Uh, how can people help AFP and other groups who are looking for a rational, sane policy coming out of this epidemic uh, to, to, to get their voices heard? Uh, advice for, 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 for the listeners. Yeah, the best thing to do is do not sit and be quiet. Do not just throw the phone brick at the TV and think that's going to do anything to make it better. Make your voice heard. Call your local representative. Call the governor's office. Call your U.S. senator to reject these bailouts. We've got some tools uh, available that can help you do that, make it easy for you. Just visit our website. It's AmericansForProsperity.org. Click our Action Center. Two big things I'd ask of every listener right now. Tell the governor to start safely getting this economy open again. And tell Senators Klobuchar and Smith and the rest of the U.S. Senate and our congressional members not to spend money to bail out states like Illinois, California that have made terrible decisions. Keep that, keep that money. Focus it on that frontline COVID-19 response, but do not just do a general state bailout. So much more information about all this on our website, on social media, AFP Minnesota. We've done webinars. We've got trainings coming up even this week. If you take a look there, you can be a part of this solution. But don't just sit at home and think it's going to somehow magically get better without stepping up and taking action. And we've had a number of uh, we've had a number of social media avenues that have actually had some effect in in starting to at least drive some awareness of policy here in Minnesota. But posting things on Facebook and Twitter is not nearly enough. It's better than throwing your phone at your TV. We agree on this, Jason Flores. But getting out there and getting involved with groups who actually are driving policy is really where it's at. Americans for Prosperity is one of them. Uh, One more time, Jason Flores, the website and other means of contacting AFP. Check out our website at americansforprosperity.org. Especially click the Action Center up in the top right corner. You can find us on Facebook, AFP Minnesota, and on Twitter, at ProsperityMN. So much more information there, so many other ways to get involved at all of those locations. If you're not listening to American for Prosperity Radio at 4 o'clock every Saturday on AM 1280, The Patriot, and Freedom 1570, both, uh, the, the, the show so nice we broadcast it twice simultaneously, you're officially half-informed. So, Jason Flores, a pleasure as always. We have to do this more often. Let's have your people call my people when there's some developments on this, and we'll talk again. Thanks for coming on today. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. When we come back, Sean Morrison from Good in the Hood, our business benefactor, uh, beneficiary this week, uh, this month, uh, AM 1280. Stick around. We will go. We'll be, go nowhere. We will be right back. That's how I've done this before, right? Be right back. Go nowhere. Relief, factor, pain relief that's natural, pain relief that works, and pain relief that attacks the source of the pain. I come from the doctor's clinic this morning, 28 staples out of my knee, and I am not taking painkillers. Why? Because I don't need to. 
I'm taking Relief Factor. Yes, it's a triple dose, but it doesn't have any negative side effects. And I am doing just fine. Thank you very much. That's the experience of tens of thousands of Americans who are taking Relief Factor right now. See their incredible video endorsements at relieffactor.com and then order your three-week quick starter pack for just $19.95. That's less than a dollar a day. That's truly remarkable to be liberated from your pain for less than a dollar a day. Find out if it can work for you like it works for me by ordering your three-week quick starter pack today. Go right now. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. This is your opportunity to be the next success story. I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM1280 The Patriot. And for years, this great station has been fighting to keep the Twin Cities right. As we head into 2020, I would ask that you help us continue the fight by supporting our local sponsors who live work and play right here in the Twin Cities. Now here's a word from our friend, Dennis Prager. I I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. And helping fighters is as good and noble as fighting. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station. And that is just patronize their sponsors. Those sponsors, they are making us possible. No sponsors, we're talking to ourselves. By supporting the local businesses you hear on this station, you help support us as we continue to keep the Twin Cities right. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can watch it now at FamilyWatchNight.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lionsgate at FamilyWatchNight.com. That's FamilyWatchNight.com. AM1280, The Patriot. Hey, don't forget, not long ago, we launched our daily newsletter, The Daybreak Insider. Your first look at today's top stories. You get a rapid-fire look at today's news from a conservative viewpoint, detailed yet concise. Sort of like this broadcast. Only a couple minutes to catch up on the day's top stories before heading out to work. When you get to head out to work, or if you still do head out to work, because there are those out there who do, or doing your errands, whatever, we created the Daybreak Insider just for you. Subscribe at am1280thepatriot.com. Use keyword subscribe, S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. We're also on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Hey, I'd like to draw your attention to AM 12A, the Patriots uh, business benefactor program. We'll talk about that more in a moment, but the whole point is to, for you, the small business person, to be a benefactor for 
a beneficiary, an organization that is doing good, dare we say good in the hood. With us to talk about this right now uh, from the organization Good in the Hood is uh, Mr. Sean Morrison, who joins us here right now. Sean, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks so much, Mitch. Good to be here today. Absolutely. You are the executive director for Good in the Hood. It's a snappy name. Uh, it sounds like uh, it sounds like something that is very much on everyone's mind, name notwithstanding, uh, one way or the other uh, at this point here. What does Good in the Hood do? What, what's the organization about? Well, we uh, started out, We were our whole purpose was to be good in the neighborhood. Of course, Mr. Rogers had that name, so we went with Good in the Hood, which is, it does have an urban you know, sense. But we really want to inspire intentional kindness. So our mission is to influence, inspire, and impact individuals, families, entire communities for good. And so we work together collaboratively to do so. So tell us a little bit about about your mission and how you mm-hmm. accomplish it at Good in the Hood. Well, we work in, uh, we, I call it the three Ps. And uh, the three Ps are this provision. So we bring basic resources to those in need. Um, and then the second P is participation, and that's an important one for us. That's where we, of course, engage volunteers, but we also like to engage recipients of services. Kind of our motto is to do with people rather than merely for them so that we engage a community serving a community, and, and rather than entitling people, we really help them to move forward with dignity. And the third P is partnerships. Uh, we need to do this together. We're better together than alone, so we engage churches and businesses and, of course, uh, those kind individuals who will join us as volunteers, but we want to really partner strong. Now, I'm looking at your mission page, and and you you engage in some self-editing there because your priorities, starting also with a P, list seven P's as your as your priorities. And, and I think, by the way, as an English major, I massive kudos for the alliteration, and it's pretty memorable stuff actually. So tell us a little bit about who, who Good in the Hood serves, and why yeah. a business person would be well placed to support your organization. Yeah, well, we know this. If we, if we serve a community, particularly those who are poor, and try to help them to move forward, everybody wins. And so we really, uh, of course, want to help those that are with the greatest need. Um, it's not a pity gift, though. Um, and I, I, that's really important thing. We really want to provide dignity and a sense of significance to people. Um, so I like to call it the four-base approach. And I've got a lot of slogans just because that's the way I think. But um, our first base is quantity. And that's where we give enough resource to those in need so they're stabilized. The second base would be quality, giving them quality products, but also giving them quality decision-making opportunities. Third base is opportunity. We want those that are recipients to become volunteers where they learn about tasks and how to do things. And it's character development. It's get involved. And then they grow into those that not only volunteer, they might become leaders where they learn to hold responsibility. And that's a decision, you know, or that's a place in their lives that is really key because if they learn responsibility to bear the weight of their decisions, they become a better person in all of life. And then, you know, home base is community. When we do this together, we form a community. It's mutual advocacy opportunities, and that's where we really grow as a people together. Now, you are you and your organization, Good in the Hood, are the uh, beneficiary of the spring uh, mm-hmm. of our of this year's uh, business benefactor program here at AM twelve eighty the Patriot. And if you are a business person, a fifteen hundred dollar donation to Good in the Hood 
is is what we're looking for. And whoever does that gets yeah. forty commercials. That's four zero commercials they can use for their business, yeah. or they can give them to another ministry to their church wherever. Uh, if you if you want to find if you have someone in your life who could benefit from forty advertisements here on AM twelve A the Patriot, they're yours to play with. It's it's uh, it's an amazing gift both to, uh, to to two different benefactors, to Good in the Hood, and to uh, whoever or your own business if, if you prefer. At any rate, it's a great bargain, by the way. And if you ask really nicely what the heck you can even get mitch berg to do your voiceover for you uh so that's that's why you're here we're looking to uh, stir up some uh some some benefactors for good in the hood but beyond that if you're just uh, if you're someone without a business but is willing to help a, a, a organization that could use the help especially at a time like this how can people help out what kind of help does good in the hood need from uh, the community well, first and foremost, I want to just say thank you. Uh, this is, means so much that you just give us this opportunity to tell a little bit about our story. But the first thing that we want and uh, is most important, um, I'm a minister, so I, I really believe in prayer. Um, and we need people to get on board and pray for us. We need wisdom. We need blessing. We want God's, uh, his, his favor going forward. Uh, the second one, again, it's going to rhyme, but care, that's volunteerism. We need people to help us out to be a hands-on approach. And the third is, of course, to share, and that's share resources. Um, and just to give you a picture, um, right now we're doing a lot of hunger relief during the COVID-19. That's where we've really pivoted right at this time to, pri- to prioritize this. But uh, someone um, can, you know, $1,500, that will feed 600 people for a week's worth of groceries. So it's a huge impact. It makes a significant difference. Um, we can do it so cost-effectively because we don't um, – all of our host sites, and we have 25 host site food programs, um, we don't pay rent at any of them. We partner strong so that the host site has to provide the facility at no cost. So we can really leverage to do the most good with the least amount of waste. Absolutely. By the way, I just have to say, Sean Morrison, with your with your obvious talent for alliteration and rhyming, I don't know if you missed a career as a, in marketing, but you certainly missed one in freestyle rap. I just got to say, if if, uh, if if this if you're looking for a sideline, you, you that, that, I mean, God is offering you the opportunity right there. I think at any rate, if you are someone looking for help, how does one go about getting the uh, help that Good in the Hood offers to the community? What what's what's the yeah. if, if you know someone who's in need, how do you connect the mm-hmm. need with the source? Well, the one way, of course, and this is common, is connect them to our, our website, goodinthehood.org. But um, as I mentioned, we have 21 host sites. We're at uh, several schools. We're at several churches, um, workforce or career force center now they call them. Um, we're at several uh, apartment buildings where we're doing food. And so each of those host sites will uh, promote within their sphere of influence. So that alone does it for us. It's a lot of word of mouth, community um, you know, telling you know, community members, telling one another where to go to get these resources. So it really becomes a community serving a community. But those that are, of course, listening to this radio broadcast, uh, the best place to go is to our website, goodinthehood.org. And I've posted that link at shotinthedark.info, which is my blog. It has been for 18 years. There's a lot of people oh. out there uh, in the audience who Thank can remember you. that better than they can remember anything. So absolutely. I've got that posted in the show post for today. It is live as of now. So definitely want to get people in touch with you. And of course, again, if you're a business person out there, you want to uh, to give a little and get a little. Good in the Hood is our business benefic- uh, beneficiary for our business, business benefactor program. 
$1,500 gets you 40 spots here on AM1280 The Patriot. It's a bargain, by the way. Uh, and that's that's enough. You can advertise your business. You can give the spots away to someone else. You can give them four, four, one apiece to 40 different friends. We don't ma- It doesn't matter. As long as you're out there supporting good in the hood, uh, you're golden as far as we're concerned. Anyway, uh, so this is, this is great. Sean Morrison, um, we got the website out there. We'll give you another plug for that here. But um, what kind of help do you need the most at this time here, other than uh, along with the donations and, and perhaps participating yeah. in Business Benefactor? Yeah, well, and I'll just reiterate the, the dollars really helps now because we're opening up two new sites um, in May, and we've got six more that are just on the cusp of being opened. And um, a $1,500 donation would pay for the cost of groceries for two sites for an entire month, and that would serve 100 families per site. So that just gives you an example. I, again, I'm going to reiterate, we need people. I need a 1,000 people to just join us in prayer. Um, I really believe God will bless us and will provide for us if we have the community praying for us and really aware of our of what we're doing, and they can join us, of course, as volunteers. Um, and then we're always looking for additional things. We need warehouse space. Um, we have an opportunity to uh, mobilize significant levels of resources if we had a warehouse with a uh, with just a, a dock um, that would be donated to us. And I, I know that's asking a lot, but that's really what we need to continue doing the most good and again, I'd like to say with the least amount of waste, we really like to optimize and leverage our resources well. And I suppose if you've got someone out, if someone out there has a bunch of warehouse space burning a hole in their figurative pocket, uh, going to goodinthehood.org would also be the way to, to get in touch with you for that? Yeah, that would be the easiest way because we've got a contact po- uh, place there, a tab that they can reach us by email and phone number. Um, otherwise, they could call us at 612-217-4003. Uh, Sean Morrison from Good in the Hood, thanks for coming on the broadcast with us today. Uh, all the best. Uh, and, of course, if you are a business person out there, one more time, I mean, $1,500 donation gets you 40 spots to do with as you please on AM 1280 The Patriot. And what the heck, the first five of you can get a free voiceover from yours truly. <laughs> well, we'll throw that out there. I mean, as Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so I'll give that a shot. If, if so, if you're, if you're interested out there, let me know. Have your people call my people, but only after you call Sean's people, goodinthehood.org. Sean Morrison, thank you so much for coming on the broadcast today. Uh, doing the Lord's work, God bless, and uh, thank you very much. Thanks so much. Absolutely. By the way, the, again, the uh, the website, uh, goodinthehood.org, and it's posted at shotinthedark.info, along with CLOR's uh, website and Jason Flores and Americans for Prosperity. They're all up there. One-stop shop for all the great information. One more segment to go. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by 
dialing 800-319-3687. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-319-3687. Whoa, look at all these options. You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com. How'd you like to eliminate your expensive cable bill forever or get new satellite internet where cable can't go? Well, now you can have affordable satellite internet service for a few dollars a day. All you need is a mini satellite installed and you can have unlimited internet connections wirelessly in your home or office. And no cable boxes means unlimited connections and no clutter. You can surf the internet or stream any of your favorite television services with no cable. And the best part is satellite internet service costs only a few dollars a day for your entire home. Yes, fast internet to surf or stream television for a few bucks a day. Call now for free details and learn how to drop your expensive cable bill. 800-430-8761. 800-430-8761. That's 800-430-8761. When you go to the mechanic in here, pass me the torque. No, let me have the flamethrower. That sounds wrong. You know what else sounds wrong? When you hear about the interest you're earning on your savings with the largest banks. But with the Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account, you could earn much more interest. And hear this. Open a Marcus by Goldman Sachs online savings account in minutes at Marcus.com. You can money. Comparison made to the three largest U.S. banks measured by total deposits. Rates as of February 4th, 2020 and may vary by state. Goldman Sachs Bank USA, member FDIC. Pick it up or take it out, RackShackToGo.com or RackShackDelivery.com. It's so easy. Hey, you've been working hard. Half the staff is gone and your crew needs a lift. Go to RackShackToGo.com for pickup or RackShackDelivery.com and we'll bring it out to you. AM 1280, The Patriot. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488, the number to call. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm on Saturdays from 1 to 3, as I have just been. Uh, Brad Carlson, up tomorrow from 1 to 3, also practicing social distancing by broadcasting from the far edges of the Northwest Metro in Ramsey. Uh, He's he's joined the movement. I think he's been out there a couple weeks less than me, but hey, I think uh, he'll learn to like it just as I have. Uh, Much as I love going out to the studio... Working out of the home studio is it's kind of nice as well, especially on a day like today when it's not so nice that I'd really rather be outside anyway. But one of these days, I might just have to work out how to broadcast from my front porch. That would be fun. Hey, speaking of which, when people uh, talk about the state's response to the coronavirus, there's a fair number of people on a big left who like to sniff down the nose and say, well, I speak for the party of science. And I say, actually, dot, dot, dot. And, and of course, leaving aside the, the fact that the, the, the so-called party of science, the party that reveres science, is also the party that believes there are 43 genders, that a baby is not a human until it emerges uh, from the mother or through one means or another, that uh, homeopathy is a valid form of medicine, and that gun violence is 
growing and out of control, you know, things that are not borne out by any form of science, you have to realize that, that a fair chunk of what they believe, in fact, is the opposite of science. For example, Governor Tim Waltz has closed all of the state's campgrounds. Camping, of course, is one of the most easily socially distanced activities there is, but is buying $6.7 million of temporary morgue space in a warehouse that we don't need and has now allowed one, count it, one specific large candy store on along Highway 169 in Jordan, you know, the one I'm talking about, to open. Yeah, that's science, folks. Political science. So when they bleat at you about experts and about science and how about we're all in this together and how it's all one Minnesota, just remember this. A piece of social media on a lesser website uh, from a woman named Marty Sieber, who is one of the owners of Betty's Pies in Two Harbors, Minnesota. You all know Betty's Pies, right? It's one it's a Minnesota tradition so far. She writes, quote, this is killing us. We employ well over 100 people during the summer and fall months. Currently, five to six people working for us, takeout only. They got a brief respite uh, with online pie orders for Mother's Day, but that's tomorrow, and it's, quote, not sustainable. Restaurants have a small profit margin as it is, quote, says Marty Sieber of Betty's Pies, but we do this business because we love our employees and our customer interaction. I heard that the big candy store in Jordan opened up and are allowing 200-plus people in at a time. They're apparently considered essential. I'm happy, says Marty Sieber. For them, they too need to stay alive, but I'm also scratching my head about uh, this. I think it helped a bit for them because Waltz and Wagner, the owner, are friends. And I, says Marty Sieber, wish them no ill will, but I saw several YouTube videos this morning from other restaurants like Jack's, like Murray's. What the governor needs is to understand that restaurant owners are very smart and can figure out how to open and be safe. I, to be honest, am certainly doubling our government's intelligence at this time. I said my piece. I worry almost 24-7 about all my fellow restaurant owners. Hang in there. Blessings to you all. That's Marty Sieber from uh, Betty's Pies. If you happen to be passing up the North Shore, you would do well to support them while you can. And God willing, they will find a way through. Or perhaps a lightning bolt of common sense will strike the governor and start to realize that government by decree is the least effective possible way of dealing with scarce resources, much less something as complex as an economy. That's one of the tenets of the American left, is that you, if you just make big and grand enough decrees and back those decrees up with enough institutional expertise that problems will be solved by the sheer, pure energy of big government. And of course, it never works. Never! Government has never solved the problem. Well, okay, government can solve the problems that government is there to solve. Like, I don't know, defeating the Nazis and, the, and, and state Shinto Japanese. That's what government is there for. Providing for the common defense. Defending the borders, defending the people, defending the nation's interests. And by the way, it does that terribly inefficiently too. But that's one of the reasons government is there. States of emergency... Well, I'm here to tell you, folks, a lot of people are complaining now and with very good reason. We just heard a very eloquent complaint. I'm going to try and reach out to to uh, Ms. Sieber from Betty's Pies for a future broadcast here because this is uh, untenable for all Minnesota business people. 
uh, especially th- those deemed not quite essential, and certainly those not favored with friendship with the governor, as, by the way, that's not confirmed, but by golly, it makes perfect sense, doesn't it? I mean, when government rules by decree, the people who had the closest relationships with those making the decrees tend to turn out better. They tend to make out much better than those who don't. Speaking of those making the decrees, I've had a number of my uh, friends refer to a video uh, that's been circulating for the last week or so by a woman named Dr. Judy Mikovits who has put out a, well, people along with her put out a video called Plandemic, a video that claims that this current epidemic is purely and simply uh, a planned epidemic uh, on political grounds and, and impugns Dr. Fauci, the, uh, the epidemiologist on, on the president's task force, and makes a lot of, frankly, fairly scabrous claims about Dr. Fauci, about the uh, government's response, and some a number of claims about the nature of the pandemic. Now, there's plenty of things to be genuinely, genuinely concerned about. And there is much research that an intelligent, informed people need to do on the subject. And normally, I cannot be prevailed upon to recommend the output of groups like Snopes and PolitiFact with a straight face. They tend tend to be highly politically motivated. However, saying, ah, that's just Snopes, or oh, that's just PolitiFact, is illogical. It's a logical fallacy. It's called an appeal to authority, uh, or an ad hominem, depending on who you're talking with here, uh, which is another way of saying, well, my argument is better because the authority is behind me, which is illogical. I mean, the, the, the stature of one's authorities might lend credence, but it doesn't win your argument or it doesn't defeat your argument. The facts are what is important. And while you can question the impartiality of both Snopes and PolitiFact, they address quite seriously and quite, I think, honestly, near as I can tell, the, the assertions presented in the pandemic video. Uh, By the way, thanks to all of you who forwarded the video to me. I am highly inclined to to doubt it strongly. uh, The verification I've done so far does not bode well for the video. I can be convinced. Hopefully, so can you. I will post the links to Snopes and PolitiFact, get past the political baggage they both bring, read for the facts, because that's where it's really at here, folks. We need to reopen this state. We do that with truth with facts, with reason, not with conspiracy theory. And that's kind of where I'm inclined to think that uh, Dr. Mikovits is. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Has humor and freedom of speech been smothered to the point of no return? From the creators of No Safe Spaces comes the Facebook Live event, Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy, hosted by Eric Metaxas, with the stars of No Safe Spaces, Adam Carolla and Dennis Prager, with special guests, comedian Kareth Foster, Wednesday, May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, a lively hour-long conversation about the state of comedy and free speech today.
today and the challenges of making the movie No Safe Spaces. To be a part of this event, please follow No Safe Spaces on Facebook. Questions for Eric, Dennis, and Adam can be asked on Facebook using hashtag No Safe Spaces. Don't miss Not Allowed to Laugh, Free Speech, and the Death of Comedy. May 13th, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the No Safe Spaces Facebook page. A safe space for laughter and free speech. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To Buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-555-2085. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-555-2085. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-555-2085. 800-555-2085. AM 1280, The Patriot.